0: From the mind of a former 320-pound alcoholic and fast food junkie, turned accomplished
1: ultra runner, sober warrior, plant-based athlete, and happiness guru, it's the DC Perspective. Here is David Clark.
0: Hi, this is David Clark, and welcome to the DC Perspective. How are you doing out there? Hopefully you're having a great Saturday morning. Hope everything's swimming along hummingly i think my grandfather used to say i'm not sure exactly what that means but uh in the studio i have once again my good friend bill stall legendary i think is the uh the the moniker we gave you last time right legendary bill stall
1: yeah i'm not sure how that fit but we'll go with it i think
0: you agreed that it was because you were old yes if memory serves me
1: quite old yeah uh
0: high school track coach uh, perennial ultra runner himself and and my daughter, Emily Clark, also back in the studio. That's me. You, we're going to have to like, uh, you're a regular now. I know, like, four times in a row. Legacy, legacy guest. Legacy.
1: Legacy guest, I so love it. it should be the DC and EC perspective, right? Oh, I like that, yeah.
0: man. The DC-EC, is that like AC-DC? dc nice. <laughs> that's kind of funny.
1: <laughs>
0: I think we were rapping. <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't know a lot about hip hop, but I'm a, I'm a heavy metal guy, but I think I was rapping. Was that rapping?
1: <laughs> I think so. For white okay. guys, it's good enough. Okay, we'll do that.
0: Yep. <laughs> we're going to uh, try to. T- it sounds like we've been we've been uh, sipping on the uh, eggnog. <laughs> oh my <laughs> but, goodness! But I'm sober twelve years now, and we're going to talk about being happy um, and cultivating a state of happiness even during the holidays. And I know for a lot of people, those don't seem to go very well together. Right? <laughs> no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, the the holidays don't need to be frustrating, I don't think. You know, I think we we do (laughs) ourselves a a great disservice by... uh by uh, placing all kinds of expectations on other people cuz they never do what you want them to do. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> do you have any um, memories of childhood of like your dad just going nuts and doing anything stupid? Like I remember, oh, wow. I, remember... I have many. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Nice I, setup. I, I, well good. We'll go there. <laughs> Don't forget. Like I'm going to No, actually, you want to go? You want to go? With me? No, no okay. Good. My my dad, I remember we we had these double doors to our house right. and we had a cathedral ceiling and so my dad just took advantage of this as a new house. And we, he got this, I swear to God, you know, 20 foot tree, you know, because we had the big cathedral ceiling and this big, huge tree. And he was like decorating. it. this is like straight out of Christmas vacation. And he couldn't get the lights to work, couldn't get anything to work. And he eventually got so angry that he grabbed the tree and tried to run and throw it out the double doors into the <laughs> yard, and actually <laughs> broke two ribs doing it. So like he, we ended up in the emergency room with <laughs> oh, like, broken ribs from God. throwing our christmas tree into the front yard. That's
1: tree 1, dad 0. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes, there's there's no um I think it's not a coincidence that they named the character Clark Griswold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> in christmas vacation. based off of your family. <laughs> yeah, you know, I remember one other time where my we were in this was in Rochester, New York and it was snowing cold. And we were running, I think it might have been Christmas Eve or, or, or pretty close, but we were running errands. And my grandpa pulled up right in front of uh, the post or my dad pulled up right in front of the post office. And my grandpa got out to run into the post office and mail something. And we we pulled out of that loading zone to the other side of the street. And just as we did that in pulls the same exact 1978 Green Lincoln Continental into the same spot. And sure enough, my grandpa gets out of the post office and climbs right into the passenger side of that car. (laughs) And we got to see this whole arms waving, you know, how New Yorkers are (laughs) arms waving and people freaking out. And that that one's always makes our classic holiday playlist. But (laughs) anyway, I digress. Um,
1: I've had some pretty nightmarish ones. uh, If you want to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, um, you know, I lived on Long Island and my aunt lived in Westchester. So to get there, you had to go over one of the infamous New York bridges, either the Throg's Neck or the White Stone. And unlike out here, traffic in New York on the holidays is a nightmare. I mean, literally hours online to get across one of these stinking bridges. Gridlock. So we used to have to leave at like nine in the morning to get up to my aunt's place, beat the traffic. And so, you know, we're in a hurry, you know, the whole time, and we got to within about a half a mile of my aunt's house, and my sister, who was prone to car sickness, guess what she did? Uh Uh-oh. Booted it. And my dad, in a fit of rage, kicked my sister and my mom out of the car, and made them walk the rest of the way. And this is like snow covering the streets and it's freezing cold. Yep. Made my sister walk all the way there. And of course my dad was agitated for the entire time. And after that it was like, We gotta beat the traffic. So eat your Thanksgiving dinner as fast as you can, and let's get the heck out of here. And so zoom, we're back on the road trying to beat the traffic home. And those are some of my fondest Thanksgiving memories right there.
0: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> you know, and that's a great setup because that that showcases this like crazy expectation we put on ourselves during the holidays i I think that's that's obvious stating the obvious why the holidays can be so miserable for so many people because this level of expectation just goes nuclear right like it's just it's insane and and not just that but like i know i used to feel like okay i always took my vacation time you know right around the holidays and i go okay i got 10 days i gotta pack in the whole entire holiday experience you know i mean we got to go you know, look at the tree, the, the parade of lights downtown. We've got to, you know, go out for breakfast. We've got to hit the mall. we got to hit Santa. we got to do all this stuff. And you just try to pack in so much into this time that you're checking things off a list. And you're never present in the holiday. Like, and when you think back, for me, I would think back as some of the greatest memories I had of, of Christmas, both as an adult and as a kid. And they were never the, like, the things we planned. You know what I mean? It was never like the the big traditional dinner stuff like that. It was always the the just sitting there and like listening to Christmas music and 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 having mom come out unexpectedly with the hot chocolate or or whatever it is. And the reason those memories mean a lot to us is because they happen spontaneously and they they attach the the emotion of the moment to that memory. And you can't plan that, right? By like by <laughs> definition, you can't. You'll drive yourself crazy if you try to plan that. But but we do, and 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 we try to do that, and. You know, it's interesting that I've I've said before, um, talking about sobriety in general, that, you know, resigning as the general manager of the universe was the happiest day of my (laughs) life. And I think we do that. I think we sometimes try to become general manager of the holidays, right? Like, we got to make sure everyone's, you know, uh, having the right experience, enjoying it, you know. And and if you're, like, if your idea— And let me back up for a second and say, like, I think it's a really bad idea— to like carry your phone into holiday dinners and stuff like that, where everyone's always checking their emails and stuff <laughs> like that. But if, if, if you're so preoccupied with getting everybody's phones out of their hands that you're running around like a screaming maniac, you, you, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that you're, you're getting the desired results you want. Right? Nope. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think, um, you know, with taking a little bit of a, a detour into, um, you know, Zen, you know, because I guess we'll call this episode the, the Zen of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that that comes from um, releasing expectation, right? And just allowing things to flow and happen as, as they're going to. And, you know, there's this concept of, you know, the Buddha called it frustration or suffering, but we'll, we, it's frustration, right? It's fr- frustration, anger, whatever those things arise. They're not natural. You know, we're not really designed to be frustrated all the time there's there's actually no real suffering that exists in the in the world until a human being creates it you know and you can chase that rabbit all the way down the hole to like yeah even amongst animals right like tragic things happen weather destroys animals and and villages and there's starvation there's all these tragic kind of things that happen but it takes the human being to observe those tragic things and then try to make sense of it for there to be suffering otherwise those things just happen right they things happen within the universe right Am right. i yeah if yeah. i lost you I mean, i'm not going too too crazy and <laughs> we're, st- we're <laughs> still 100 miles from boulder
1: but, but uh, I was like saying, this uh, has to do with what holiday again yeah, but, no, but, but, yeah. Yeah. but we yeah. do
0: that you know we we do that like we we um we create the suffering the, the holidays are not i hate to break it to you the holidays are not a time of frustration <laughs> right, they, they are not. They're they're just the holidays. It's, it's just no,
1: and and you know I think a lot of that has to do with just our maturation process. I mean, like when I was early years as a coach, I would fly off the handle. I mean, till so somebody took a picture of me on the basketball court and I saw the expression on my face, and I was so mortified that I decided, okay, I got to step back and I got to be a lot more chill about being a basketball coach here, for instance. And same thing with the family gatherings is. Most of our family gatherings ended up with somebody slamming the door and yep. saying, that's it, we're out of here. Yep. Yep. Never um, again. Yeah, and usually it started because um, one person would take a political view, and it didn't matter what the other person's political view was, they would intentionally take the contrary view, just yes. just to start something, basically. And yeah. certainly my attitude at the holidays is, um, now that all my family is back east and I'm out here, is I've got to deal with all this traveling, because they don't come out here, right. so I've got to deal with all the stress and... I I just roll with it. You know, I just I find the least stressful times to travel like this past Thanksgiving. I traveled Monday through Friday and actually was like a a nice weekday. Actually, it's really nice. I shouldn't have given away my my trick to everybody else in the audience. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, I instead of taking that frustration of traveling over to the family gathering, I just chilled. I just let it roll and didn't bring up politics or any well, of those other famous things. If
0: you think about it, like if we if we go back to the conversation we had was that last week about um, about opioids and, and the, the search for happiness, right? That, right? that leads us astray. You know, happiness is something we carry with us. You know, it, we can't find it anywhere. So, like to your point, you you took happiness with you. You're like you're going with the flow. So it was there because you were carrying it with you, right? Like if we don't take that little tiny moment to to remind ourselves of that, to bring it with us, right? That it's it's gonna be gone. We're gonna look for it. We go, where where did my happiness go? Like, well, you <laughs> left it at home. Right. You know, it's not here. All the all they hear is people screaming that their bags are lost and and the funny thing is like if you really take your most frustrating, terrible airport story, whatever that happened to you that was really terrible And like, imagine that happening to someone else. You'd probably be laughing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, look at this loser. (laughs) But you know, I do want to. I want to say one thing that um, this is like the 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 message that I want to leave everybody with um, is uh, I I, I'm you know I've I've heard that. Have you ever heard the uh, old sentiment about um, how you could uh, you find happiness by living every day like it's your last, right? Like, live every day like you're dying, right? And it's great. You know, I, I agree with that, that sentiment. I've talked about this before. Um, but it's, it's completely and totally unrealistic. Totally unrealistic. You can't... Because you would not be standing in line to buy this stuffed juggling bear, you know, if it were your last day on earth, right? You you wouldn't be standing in line to buy memory cards and batteries and cranberries or whatever you're oh, at. Walmart I wouldn't have for. any money
1: left tomorrow. Right. You'd be all spent today.
0: <laughs> I, I could, we could do a whole show on where you would be if it were your <laughs> last day. <laughs> <No kidding. laughs> I think like going back to, to what you said, I think a better way of, of thinking about it is like, you don't live every day. Like it is your last, you live every day. Like it could be. Yeah. You to the point. Well said. Yeah, But I, I actually took that even a step farther. And and I would start when I'm out in public and things, and, and I'll challenge you that, to do this if you're out there listening, that when you're out there going about your holiday days, everybody that you bump into, everybody that you run into out there, treat them like it might be their last day, like they could be dying. Because it's probably not realistic to live your last day You live like it was your last day, but you could certainly have that immediate perspective on someone else. And I'll tell you, if you bring that to it, the person who's in line, you know, screaming at the cashier or they just ran out of the thing you were waiting online for three hours to get and they ran out of it. If you knew it was that last person's last day, you'd probably be pretty kind. You'd probably make a little eye contact. You'd smile. You'd tell them, you know what? It's just a thing. It doesn't mean anything. And the act of treating people like that is incredibly beautiful and incredibly rewarding. And it will definitely take the edge off of there is no jerk big enough, not even if he's wearing the Red Sox hat and the Tom (laughs) Brady T-shirt. Always brings (laughs) it back. (laughs) (laughs) There's no one that that will take my joy from me when I'm in that moment. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, well, obviously this guy's got issues. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> but no it's just a very slight perspective change it makes such a difference and and um if you if you don't do something like that i recommend you uh you try that and see if it works for you look well, it could be just as simple as like asking your starbucks barista how our day is going which is something that you do a lot and it kind of catches them off guard <laughs> yeah i'll even stop them right like i'll go you know like hey how's it going today and they're like what well, can i get you it's like, no, no, I actually asked you, how are you doing? <laughs> we'll get to the coffee, you know right. what I mean? And it really does throw them for a loop. Um, I remember I was training for this race. Um, it's called the Badwater 135, and it's this 135-mile race across Death Valley out in the uh, – in, in, in the, it takes place in the summertime. Anyway, um, I had to go out a week before the race to acclimatize. So I went to Vegas. And um, I ended up staying like a week or ten days in Las Vegas. And I, I don't drink, I don't gamble, you know, I don't do anything. So talk about just being a, a, a alien on another planet, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but what I noticed is that as I um, traveled throughout the casino, I was staying at um, a at the Luxor, and uh, I would g- I just got to meet everybody there, you know, like so I, w- I could walk through and. And the people at the Starbucks inside knew who I was. You know, Starbucks seems to come up a lot. We need to make them a sponsor of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, and in and, and the people at the, uh, like, I, I remember going and finding a place that had, like, a couple plant-based vegan options, you know. And, and I ordered it, and I'm like... When was the last time someone ordered this in Las Vegas, honestly? Right. like, Are you pulling this from some, like, back of the freezer?
1: I haven't seen this
0: since right? 1975. They, like, yep. yeah. they They'll, like, have to move the stove out of the way and find it in a box. Buried <laughs> <back>. <laughs> Floor vault. But the the point is that, like, by the time my friends and my crew joined me there, because we drove out to Death Valley t- together, from they're like everybody in this hotel knows who you are. Like, and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was incredibly, um, you know, satisfying for me, you know, and I'm, I'm sure it might've, I hope my, my, I, my hope is that it, it made their day a little brighter, but it sure works for me because yeah. I could walk through and, and I see the people coming in and out of the casino, you know, screaming and yelling at each other and they'd lost all their money and they'd been up all night. And like, it's just, it's a crazy way to live. It's oh, yeah. A, it's, a, it's,
1: it's infectious, which is great because yeah. other people hopefully latch on to that. And I always, you made me think about my friend Paul, who um, he, he passed away at the age of 60 from pancreatic cancer a few mm. years back. Last time I spoke with him was a month before he was going to die. And he told me they've stopped treatment. He was accepting the inevitable. But he was so upbeat. It, it was like right. I, it took me for a loop actually because I was expecting to just sit there and and, and ball my eyes out on the phone talking to this guy. It's like good friend of mine, known him for years, and he's going to be gone in a month. Right, and um, and he said, it doesn't help to have a bad attitude. You might as well have a good one. Yeah, and I tell you what, I've lived by that forever because um, it really doesn't help. I mean, if you're in that line, in, in you know. Trying to check out and you know if you can't get uh, you know checked out at this store during the holidays, or whatever, what good is it going to do to have a bad attitude I mean it doesn't help it's not anybody's fault it's crowded it's the holidays, so what yeah, you know, but if you have a good attitude about anything that goes on like that it, it changes your whole perspective and it is infectious. Other people do catch on to that, and I talked to other people, and they all heard the same thing from Paul, and you know. It's one of those things. You go to people's funerals. and They say, "Well, this person's going to live on in our souls." Whatever. That part of Paul has always lived on with me. It and really he, is cool.
0: And he's here now. We're talking about him,
1: right? Like we're yeah. talking about
0: him on the air. How beautiful is that? Yes, yeah. it's awesome. And, and, it, and it's such a good point. That person that, like, it, it occurred to me one time. As I used to be, like, you know, I was I came here from New York, and I was the road rager, right? right. Like, I mean, I would just <laughs> scream and yell at people and drive, and 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 it was all about a competition, and I was going to make. Darn sure I want it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And people would cut me off, and I'd get so angry. And then I realized that that person's not thinking about me anymore. You know, they're, they're on to the next person. You know, <laughs> they're, on, they're at home. They're doing whatever. They're, I'm the one that's, like, sitting here with my blood pressure up, screaming, yelling, telling everybody at work about this jerk that cut me off. Like, it does absolutely nothing. And life's too short. Like, to that point, like, if, if you were sick and you were home, and may, maybe you are – at home, stuck at home and you can't get out and do the things that you normally would do on the holidays. You know, you can't, you, you don't have the privilege of going to the busy grocery store and waiting <laughs> in line or going out to the coffee shop or, or just going engaging in that act of, of being outdoors and looking at the Christmas lights. You would wish you could, if you were in that place and you couldn't do all of these things that are going to frustrate so many of us throughout the holidays. If you couldn't do that, you'd wish you could. And that's that's an amazing perspective, right? Like it's it's what what is um what is paradise for someone else or or, or is being taken to granted by, by another by another human being. And those kind of little perspectives I think um if we just take the time to to bring that into whatever we're doing, I think it makes a really big difference. And I, I can relate yeah. that I, I could chase that even back to the point of you know, physical physical pain. You know, like I remember I did a fundraiser. Um, for a kid in um, Colton, if you're listening out there, Colton, I hope you're doing well. He's uh, Davey, my son's age, and he was fighting leukemia. Wow. And um, his mom had read my book and um, reached out to me and asked if I could come out and do a, a fundraiser for them and the family. They were doing this big thing at a local gym. And anyway, so um, it ended up with me coming out and running for 100 miles on a treadmill because that's <laughs> the world that I live in now for some reason. <laughs> and uh they, um Colton couldn't be at the event because he literally had to start his chemo early. Wow. So during the actual event, while I was running, while everyone was there, they had a picture of Colton up and he was going through chemo. And I've done a lot of, you know, like you have, a lot of ultra marathons and dealing with pain is, is a part of it. And never in my life has pain been so inconsequential to me because- I realized that every ache that I was, and I was also going through some other stuff that was kind of in my mind at the time. You know, I had a business at the time that wasn't doing well, and I had all this, you know, kind of stuff floating around in there. And never at any moment in my life did that stuff mean less because every problem that I had, every ache and pain that I had, every hope or, 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 or fear that I had was something that um, Colton was fighting to have someday. Right. And he was fighting his 16-year-old butt off So that he could get to the point where he is 46 and worrying about, you know, a mortgage and paying bills, (laughs) you know, and, and people cutting him off in traffic or whatever it is. And that, (laughs) that perspective, it's no surprise that that is to this date, even though it was on a treadmill, the fastest hundred miles I've ever run in my life. Wow. Because it just, it didn't matter you know i mean you talk (laughs) about suck it up you know like there was there was nothing that i could do you know no thought that i could have that gave me permission to feel sorry for myself right you know and i told him that i was like man i i i hope that um i hope that you were inspired by what happened and it wasn't just me by any stretch it was it was jennifer and her family and colton's family big big huge thing going on and i think we raised like forty thousand dollars and nike put it out on their network and everything like that but i hoped he got something out of it but i know i did and 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 once again here we are talking about it so his his journey is has affected all of us but we can learn a lot from that like uh, you know it's a gift it's a gift to be able to uh to go out there and and stand in line and and it sounds crazy but it's true oh yeah Yeah.
1: and it's a matter of perspective
0: it is and And you just don't know, you know, we, we have this concept, you know, I think the ultimate human illusion, right. Is that we have time. We think we have time. And the only thing we get is, is a lifetime and we don't know how long that is. You know, it's one year or 101 years or something in between and there are no guarantees. So the only way we experience anything in life is right now. I don't know a single person who's ever lived a tomorrow. Right. Yeah. And it's funny because, like in AA, they say all the time, they're "like you know what, you just gotta live one day at a time." Like, you know, there's no option, right? Right. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> there's no other way that it, I. It do cannot it. happen. It cannot happen. So there is beauty, I promise. In in, in even the the angry lady shouting <laughs> at you that you took the last. Uh, uh, Evie doll, Descendants doll, you know, that, that there's beauty even in that moment. i am talking know? to my little sister a little too much. I know, right? See, I, <laughs> I just earned some dad points right there. <laughs> what do you want for Christmas, Emily? What do I want? Yeah. Um, money. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not been listening? Money won't no, make you happy. because... <laughs> 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 I know. I want, go ahead. I want to buy a little lizard friend. You want to buy a lizard? I'm yeah. the lizard king. I love animals and I want to save them all. It's true. I'm very proud of my daughter. She's been vegetarian now for how long? Almost half a year. There you go. Cool. And Bill on my own terms. And but but you know what? I can I can one up you because Bill, you've not been vegetarian for how long? Uh, probably about an hour now. <laughs> no, I mean you've not <laughs> been. You've been a meat eater for how long? That's quite a my streak. entire life. Sure. Yeah, see, oh wow! See, look, see, he's got that. Look at him. He's got that one day at a time. Right. Just one day. <laughs> <laughs> <living> <laughs> one day at a time. Yeah. So anyway, um, if you are out there, I know that there's a lot of people who are suffering with, you know, addiction, chemical addiction. And even if you're not a, a full blown alcoholic or addict or whatever you want to call it, this is the time of indulgence. And a lot of people go down that hole deeply and it's not going to you know, there's there's no problem that alcohol won't make worse. You know, and I think it was the the immortal philosopher Homer Simpson who said <laughs> oh uh, that alcohol is the cause and cure of all of our problems. So anyway, from my heart to yours, if you're out there and you're struggling and you don't have uh, there's probably people out there that care about you, even though you you might not um, you might not think they want to hear from you. My, my guess is uh, that they do and that they will hear from you. Take the time. Reach out. Um, if you don't have anybody, reach out to me. You know, I, I, I've I've always put that out there during the holidays. Um, shoot me a message, a direct message on Twitter, Instagram. It's We Are Superman. Um, I'll I'll respond as long as I see it. I can't promise I'll get to it immediately, but but uh, I don't need to know who you are to know um, where you are. And you know, we all we all go through those low periods, but um, you don't have to go it alone. And and I think that um, I'll leave you guys with this. Um, one of the reasons why. Um, I'm putting this out there is I had a a friend of mine, kind of a casual friend, but a friend um, on Facebook and in the running community who posted goodbye on his Facebook page. And we didn't know how to take that, whether it was serious or or anything, if if it was just, you know, you know, just being dramatic or or an actual cry for help. But um, he actually killed his wife and killed himself. And it's been all over the news in Houston. And, um, you know, to to the point that um, I wish I'd have seen it sooner that I could have reached out to him. So don't go it alone. Um, If someone you know is struggling, reach out to them. Don't wait till people to reach out to you. Hug each other tight. Love each other. Make eye contact. Wish someone a Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays or whatever your preferred thing is and, and just extend that love from the inside out. It does make a really big difference. I hope you guys have a great holiday season and we'll be talking to you soon.